It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. Swings it out to Sadiq Bay. Gets Benny Bay to the call. Abdul Rahman at midcourt. Extra pass. And it goes for the win. The three-pointer by Jordan Poole. Here's the give. Walker. Danny Walker. Touchdown. Swing. Goff's got it. Back. Looks. Throws. And to yes. Caught. Touchdown to Kirk Lyons. They did it. Armand Ross. They brought him to the receiving end. Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here. A grand slam from Miguel Cabrera. He's got two goals. Larkin in on goal. Scores! His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. <laughs> Rise and shine, folks. Good Monday morning to you. It is the 12th day of February 2024. We welcome you here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports and Network Bengals. Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app, we say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you and of course we encourage you join the program at any time text the keyword sports radio send that to 21000 sports radio to 21000 our Meyer super center guest line 866-838-4843 that's 866-838-4843 we're on twitter at xb mornings facebook x's and bros and of course good morning to our television audience as well on bcsn streaming live and our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network at a dot com to that to find our website xbmornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox and you can find us all individually on Twitter Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze and I'm Anthony Bellino at AEC Bellino gentlemen good morning to uh, to both of you how are we today what's going on this should be a national holiday so right uh, you know after I'm done being the, the commissioner of college football and in college basketball, and I fix the PGA Tour. Uh, I will then uh, run for presidency, and then in my presidency, I will have a. Uh, I will. I will mark this day a national holiday. We will. <laughs> we will concede Flag Day. That'd be great. Um. Yeah. I enjoyed the game. I'm really happy with the. Well, I'm. I'm not happy with the outcome. I was hoping for 49ers win, but. Um. But yeah. Overall, it it was a good game. It was a. Uh, what an experience that was last night. Uh, yeah. First off, you know, and obviously we'll talk a ton about this uh, all throughout the day. We'll get to Michigan. We'll get to Michigan State. We'll do the, the 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 Red Wings, the Pistons as well. Very very busy sports weekend. A good one. Uh, but what a way to culminate and to uh, you know really you know put a put icing on the cake that was the twenty three twenty four. NFL football season yeah. last night. I mean that game had that game had a little bit of everything. I love to see the people arguing. Uh, I did, you know, last night I put out on Twitter that the that the Lions in the first half would have been thumping both of those teams. Oh, right. For and sure. some somebody wanted to comment like, "Oh, are you kidding me? Mahomes would do this, and you he'd be he'd carve your defense up." I'm like, hey, hey, hello, did you watch the the first part of the season? Like, right. are you are you new here with all you know six of your tweets? Like, what, yeah. what's going on here, Chief? 
What's what's wrong with you? Uh, but that game really had it had everything, and the fact that it went into overtime. Yeah, and to come down to the final seconds in it. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, he scored with what three seconds remaining in yeah. overtime. Uh, Nicole Hardman for a back to back championship by the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, what a uh, what a game. Uh, you know, at best and worst of the game, I thought the production level was awesome. Uh, I thought they I thought CBS. I thought they did a really good job. Uh, the the intro uh, to it, like all, just everything, man. I thought that they they really really did a good job. Worst part to me, having to listen to it. I mean, that was good God. I, they're just not my they're just not my favorite pairing. Uh, okay. Tony Romo and Jim Nance. I just don't. You know, some of the hey, some of the stuff they were saying, like the gambling thing. I was like, yo, guys, what are we doing here? Like they. Uh, <laughs> Jim Nance had said something along the lines of this is the biggest gamble, you know, in uh, in this city's history. Oh, yeah, yeah. I right. And, and Romo and Romo's like, we were around some gamblers and Jim starts laughing. He's like, yeah, Gene's territory. You got some big gambles. And I'm like, Yo, are they literally talking about a former official just in Las Vegas going ham at the tables? Is that what they're <laughs> talking about right now? I'm like, what, what, what is going on here? Um, so I thought that that was that was pretty uh, that was pretty interesting, but just. Just, uh, there was a, a lot of Nancy Romo, a lot of them. Yeah, more of them than there was uh, Christian McCaffrey. And oh, McCaffrey right. had a big game. <laughs> you know, it's like goodness gracious. But it was a uh, you know a lot of a uh, lot of interesting, interesting takes that I've already seen uh, coming out of that game. You know, situational football. It you just go like gut feeling, right? Gut feeling. Are you going to kick it? Are you going to go for it? Right. We saw both teams be successful in in some different areas of trying to make some uh, some big time decisions. I know Lions fans were scratching their heads, uh, wondering about Mahomes with his three hundred yards passing and a couple of touchdowns and a pick. Brock Purdy, a lot of pressure uh, on that young man. Christian McCaffrey and Isaiah Pacheco, both guys fumbling early in the game. Like you know that that part. McCaffrey's fumble on the opening drive. I mean, my goodness. Holy yeah, was Nikes. Tough. You know, the fact that McCaffrey had the same amount of rushing yards as he did receiving yards uh, in that football game. You know, that was uh, I, I was highly entertained, man. I thought it was a great game. Yeah. I really did. I know that um, there were some gripes there in the first half because, you know, they, they struggled to move the ball on one another. Defenses played well like that. That's what happens. You know, they, they, not every not every single play is going to be like some miraculous highlight. Uh, sometimes you got to play actual football, and you know the, the battle of battle of field position. And the Kansas City Chiefs, here they are. I mean, yeah, three titles in in five years, one of only a handful of franchises to be able to pull that off. Uh, the Steelers, Patriots, and how about them Cowboys? Uh, they were all able to do it, but I mean, this is. Some serious, uh, you know, foreign territory here, and, and good for them. Good for them. Good for the Chiefs. I didn't want to see it. Did not want to see it. Um, you know, how? What was the uh, what was the total on Taylor Swift sightings? I felt like we right. saw her a lot. They yeah. cut to her a bunch. Yeah, especially and the only one that irked me was uh, when they scored the game winning touchdown and they went right to her. And I was like, come on, focus on the guys that just won the game. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, in a booth with Ice Spice. So here's my question What happened to Brittany Mahomes? 
Like, did she fumble the bag on her new bestie? Like, what? what where was she at? I didn't right. see her or or his brother. And no. that's you know good good for him, and good for the NFL because you know Brittany Mahomes is making her uh, SI swimsuit magazine debut. Did you oh, know? Oh wow, that? I did not. Yeah, saw an, saw an advertisement for it. Okay, now, Brittany Mahomes is going to be in the swimsuit uh, edition, and I'm like, that's kind of a uh, that's kind of odd, don't you think? Like, why? Why do you, why, why, what is the purpose here? You know, but if you watched any of that quarterback show, and mind you, I only made it through one episode, uh, that, that's totally like right down uh, her alley. But I thought it was interesting because when we would see Taylor Swift early, she was right there, right? The two of them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there was one game where they were walking in and they were like going, they were like diverging paths in uh, Swifties management was like gave him the oh, okay yeah hi we're going here see you guys later like one of those like yeah no no we're gonna go over here we'll be you know we'll, we'll call you and uh yeah really haven't seen the two of them together so that was you know ice spice and taylor swift what <laughs> what i don't know if you've heard the song delhi but i mean okay all right that's if that's what uh you know if that's what the network is you know, piecing together our friends for the night. Like, go, I guess, go right ahead, I suppose. Uh, so we've got plenty to go on the Super Bowl. Uh, Michigan getting blown out, blown out against Nebraska, of all people. Like, what on God's green earth happened there Saturday? My, that was a, that was an absolute travesty. That was just God awful. It feels like it's been a week ago since this game happened, but that was horrendous. Michigan State, monster monster win at home against Illinois. Oh, could this be it? Is this the is this the moment? Uh, is this the moment where the Izzo kids kick things into gear? Yeah, this could be it. I'm telling you. This could be that uh, that one shining moment right here for for Spartan fans. I know it's not March yet, but it's time to start saying January, February Izzo. That's what they say. So we'll step aside. We'll get you all caught up with all those happenings uh, when we return here on Nexus and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Save big on fuel with m Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your m fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. $0.10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning, and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
Traverse City to the Glass City. GR to the Motor City. You're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports and Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, what, what took place on Saturday prior to the uh, Super Bowl, non-Super Bowl topic here this morning. Michigan went on the road to Nebraska and fell by 20 points to Nebraska, 79-59 to to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Now, Nebraska, who's not terrible, uh, they are a team that is, uh, you know, with the victory, was 17-8, going into the game 16-8, and and right at 500 in Big Ten Conference play after the win at 7-7, seven and seven, uh, currently in sixth place in the conference at, six, at four and a half games back of Purdue, uh, a half game behind Michigan State for reference. Michigan goes on the road, and of course, you know, no Doug McDaniel uh, in this game. It's a road game. He can't play road games. Okay. Uh, I did not expect this team to, uh, like they, I don't understand why Will Cheddar doesn't play more. Uh, that's, That's probably my, you know, one of my biggest question marks I'll have for for this season. I, I don't know what's going on there, uh, why he doesn't play more. Uh, but this game was so out of hand so early. After a, a 2 nothing lead by Michigan, it got, it got disturbing. I mean, we're talking like 43-13 to 13 with five minutes left to play in the first half. 43-13, to 13, down 30 on the road to Nebraska. Uh, that you know, that's got to be a low point uh, for the program and uh, a, a pretty pretty low one, if not the lowest. Like for a team that is now three and ten and eight and sixteen overall, uh, they are having a miserable season. And I get that Doug can't be there, but now you're at this point you're used to him not being there. There's not like any more shock about the fact that oh my goodness we don't have Doug anymore. Olivier Kamwa was one of ten from the field. For three points, finished with 10 rebounds, two assists, three steals, two blocks, three turnovers. Uh, what's typical of this Michigan team is they don't shoot it overly well and they turn it over too much. Uh, they had 14 turnovers to Nebraska's nine. Uh, they shot 32% from the field to Nebraska's 47. You know, they were eight of 24 from three. Nebraska was nine of 23. And they shot 73.3% from the free throw line. They were 11 of 15, which was uh, better than Nebraska, who shot 62.5%. Uh, shout out to Terrace Reed Jr. The steps and the, uh, the improvements that he has made at the free throw line this season has been great. He finished with 9-9. Nine and nine, uh, But when you take Doug McDaniel out of the game, you are losing, I would say, conservatively speaking, probably a quarter of your offensive production. And it doesn't mean that he's scoring that many points. Uh, it just means that every, all the points that he is accountable for, you know, they have like those stats you'll see at NBA games, like scored or assisted on X amount of points. Like that's kind of like Doug without the assisted on part. Like he, he'll have some decent games where, you know, his pass will lead to a bucket and that's fine. But just his pace, uh, the fact that teams have to respect him, how, you know, how good he is at getting around the basketball court with the ball in his hands. And the fact that he's unavailable for these road games 
has just been, I mean, I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't think it was going to be 43 to 13 on the road to Nebraska bad. Uh, but this is really a low point for uh, the Michigan Wolverines program. And, you know, I, I saw some people were, you know, talking and, and tweeting about John Beeline being on the cover, uh, the coverage of the game. And um, it's a, uh, it, it's a sad, I mean, you're down 20, 45 to 25 at the end of the first half, like, Came out in the second half and, and played Nebraska to a, to a 34-34 tie, but it didn't matter because you were getting beat by 20. I mean, you had to, like, they just, the depth is not there. Uh, Trey Jackson uh, wasn't good. 0 for 5 from the field. Like, that's just, it's just not going to work. Uh, and, it, and it hasn't been working. So I'm not saying anything that's really, uh, you know, groundbreaking here. I guess I'm more just shocked than anything else. I, I am shocked that this team cannot overcome one individual being unavailable to play. I am shocked that this team isn't nearly as good as they should be in Jawan Howard's fifth year. Like, I am shocked that, you know, no offense, but like Yusuf Kayat, like, what? You know, and maybe... Maybe at some point he and George Washington the third will, you know, lead this team, and you know they'll get a good good crop of classes coming. I I don't I don't know what the answer is because this is uh, this is not what I mean. This is bad. This is this is really bad, and the problem is is that there's really there's no real the only end in sight is the end of the season. Really. Kase Tomanaga with 19 points, doing whatever he wanted to out there. Uh, we're going to go on the road to Illinois tomorrow night at 7. Illinois coming off that, that loss to Michigan State. Then we'll host Michigan State at the end of the week at 8 o'clock. That's a terrible, terrible game time, too, on, on that Saturday. 8 o'clock on a Saturday? Why? Just play it at noon. Just play it at noon. Then on the road at Northwestern, that's not going to be easy. Home against Purdue. Rutgers and Ohio State on the road, Nebraska at home. That's what's remaining of the six-game regular season to the point that we're at right now. How many of those six? How many of those seven, pardon me? How many of those seven games can Michigan come away a winner in? On paper. You might say one, but find me the game. No, really, find me, find me the game that you think that they're going to be able to go out there. Uh, Ohio State, I guess. I guess you circle that one. So you go one and six down the stretch. Like that's not good. That would be, that would be god awful. The reason I stay, say Ohio State is one, you've beaten them already this season. Two, they're fourteen and ten on the year. They're four and nine in conference play. I mean, under no circumstance that I believe that this Michigan team would be at the bottom of the standings at this point in February. Like, no way that I think that that was going to happen. But in a down year for the Big Ten, this is a bad time to be bad. Right? This is a bad time uh, to be bad. And it's not looking it's not looking good. So, you know, luckily for, for me on this end, like, great. I have, uh, you know. Good. We covered it. We talked about it. Check that off the box. Uh, check that 
right off the list, and we can we can move on and go go back to uh, go back to Super Bowl. Hey, Ben, was this uh, was this from you? This text, the most exciting season you've seen in thirty seven years? No, 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 no. Oh, a different Ben. Yeah, I wonder what that's in reference to. Oh, that might have been uh, from last week, from last Friday when we were talking about the Lions. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. All right, yeah, that that I would definitely agree uh, agree on. All right, so we're going to step aside when we return. Uh, the Super Bowl, the game, the actual game itself. Mahomes, Kelsey, what took place on the sideline there with Andy Reid? Boy, they they sure did brush off that little dust up, didn't they? Wow, holy shnikes! I don't know if I've uh, if I've seen that before. Interesting, uh, interesting little storyline, little tidbit uh, there. The Lions. I mean, I would have thought you know first half. I would have thought the Lions would have would have been handing both of these teams. I mean, they just could not get the offense going. They couldn't do it. Good defense there, sure. That's one way to look at it. And I was I, I was happy with it. I was like, you know, some people are like, oh, this game is boring. That's okay. Like, you know, I thought uh, I thought under on the total points, it was right there. What was the what was the total? 47 and a half. They went into overtime. Total points scored 47. Like, that's pretty good. I think it was 47 and a half. You know, I think I, I thought it would go under. Uh, ESPN bet in the line and moved to 46 and a half. So that would be a uh, that would be a winner on the over. But like, look, I mean, it happens. Like sometimes defense is like, did I want a high scoring game? Yeah. But I mean, sometimes defenses step up and, and that's. That's what both teams did, and they, they limited the opportunities. Overtime, man. We'll get into it. New overtime rules. We'll talk about that as well. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked right here. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Can't call in? 
Text us using the keyword sports radio and send it to 21000 or tweet us at XB Mornings. Now back to X's and Bros with Anthony Bellino here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports and Network. Great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio. It is a uh, Super Bowl Monday, should be a national holiday. Unfortunately, is not just yet, but I would run on that platform and hopefully win your vote uh, for president. All right, a, uh, if you want to share your thoughts on the on the big game, text us using the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000. Sports Radio to 21000. Give us a dial on the Meyer Supercenter guest line 866-838-4843. That's 866-838-4843. In yesterday's game, uh, a pretty good mix of literally just about everything. Just about everything. And what I thought was pretty interesting in this game is one you had your turnovers right you had your couple of fumbles you had your interception uh turnover battle right that was pretty pretty interesting uh san francisco going up three to nothing off of the foot of a jake moody 55 yard record breaking field goal uh their early stages of this game first quarter uh that's what that's what got us a three nothing lead uh san francisco would later on uh, get a touchdown and go up 10 nothing in a in a drive in which they didn't face a third down. I mean, they were they were just mauling at this point. Uh, Kansas City would respond right back with their four minute offense. Uh, they would be able to put a field goal up on the board and make it uh, make it ten to three going into the halftime. So that was kind of exciting. And what I think is interesting is there was there was a fourth down play, a fourth down play, and you know sometimes. You have to go for it, right? Sometimes you do. And what I thought was interesting was maybe the uh, the parallels there uh, with the with the Detroit Lions. And other times you settle for the field goal, right? And in all cases, uh, I was good with all of it. Uh, I really was. Like I didn't have a uh, I didn't have a problem. You know, if you decide to go for it, what was it like fourth and two uh, last night? Like I didn't have an I didn't have an issue uh, with that. I also don't have an issue. Uh, with kicking the field goal uh, at any point. Uh, I'm I'm a big take the points guy. I've said that. Uh, you know where I stand on that. Like that's not anything uh, that at least I I don't think it's anything earth shattering or or groundbreaking. But you know when you're in when you're in four down territory uh, and and when you're not and when it's like okay like you know Jake Moody comes out there and it's like that's why you drafted a kicker like <laughs> that's why you did it like here you go and uh, what a what a big moment. Uh, for the Michigan man, Jake Moody. Big time moment. And just nails ice water in his veins. Just great. And then you move into overtime. And I thought it was interesting where they talked about, like, you know, if you get the ball second, because the new overtime, which the new overtime rules wouldn't have made a difference in this game. I know that a lot of people are like, oh, new overtime. Like, eh. all they're doing is they extended the game uh, by saying that if if a team scored first a touchdown, the other team would have a chance to possess the ball. That's all they said. That's it. But under under the old format, the old rules, San Francisco still kicked the field goal. You still have a chance to rebuttal, and that's exactly what Kansas City did, is that they rebuttaled all right. They took it all the way down, all the way down 
to meet Cole Hardman with three seconds left, catching that touchdown pass on first and goal. Uh, that was a that was just a really really well executed drive, and they knew early on in that drive when they were faced with a, at a fourth and one, like they had to go for it, like there wasn't a choice, and that's the benefit. I like I did like how they talked about the extra down there in overtime because you know when the other team has three, it, there's no. There's no way fans or butts about it. Like you, you have to go or you lose. So I think that that part of it, that part of it was pretty good. Like I, I enjoyed the uh, some of the some of the strategy talk, if you will, um, at at that point in the game. And Jake Moody, I mean, doing his business. I know he caught some unnecessary flack from some some listeners because he's a Michigan guy and he got drafted early. I get it. I understand. I know. I know that's why people didn't like him. And I don't care. You know, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have brought anything up about Jake Moody if it wasn't for the first time he missed a kick uh that it was brought to my attention. Oh, Jake Moody missed a kick. That's the only reason why I talk about Jake Moody. And I didn't even think about it until he made the kick and I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. That's a pretty big kick. 53 and 55 yards. Um, you know, missed that extra point though. You make that extra point, not even worried about overtime. You know, the two big field goals are great, but, I mean, dude, you got to knock down that extra point. And uh, your special team's got to be good. You know, you got to block. It's a lot going to it. Like, that's a, it gets a risky, risky business out there. You start trotting out kickers. Uh, so, I get it. And I know that some people were talking about the Lions and Dan Campbell and going for it and this, that, and the third. Like, I understand. I really do. And that right there, you know, they, for Kansas City, they were fourth in, or for San Francisco, they were on the Moody blocked extra point, right? They were fourth and three at the Kansas City 15 yard line. And they went for, they went for all the money. They did. Like they, that was it right there. They were feeling real. Real spicy about things. And yeah, I mean, you go up four in that position if your special teams blocks. And so when you look at, here's Kyle Shanahan, situationally here, situationally now, kicks the field goal and ties the game, or games on the line, fourth and three from the 15-yard line, we're going for the touchdown. Like, that's that's all a field call. It's not analytics. It's not this. It's not that. It's not, none of this other shenanigans. Like, it's really... It is a feel for the game, where where you're at, how your team is playing, momentum. like that. That's where you make that call to go for it right there. And it worked out. It panned out well. You end up scoring, and it would have been a two-score, uh, well, a technically a one-score game, but it would have kept them away from the field goal. would have changed the complete outcome if the extra point doesn't get blocked. And so there you have it. Okay, here's a parallel. So you want to go back to the Lions and you want to yell at Dan Campbell uh, for going for it on uh, on fourth down instead of taking the points. We said take the points, and I say take the points, as if it's a given that that is going to happen. But there is no guarantee that that's going to work out. Jake Moody, case in point, made two field goals early, you know, in this game of long distances, and they didn't have a problem with it. This one individual possession, boom, extra point blocked. Like, there it is. Like, there's there's absolutely no guarantee. So if you're still mad at Dan Campbell 
uh, for going for it. And you didn't read the Alex Anzalone letter where he said, like, yes, we were going for it. We'd go for it tomorrow. We're always going for it. Like, that's who we are. Welcome to the club. The old uh, Bruce Willis, welcome to the party, pal. Like, that's it. That's it. Like, we were we were going for it. We were always going to go for it. There's never a, never much of a question there if you play for that team. And so for, for Jake Moody, there we go. Like, we get to see, you know, both worlds here. San Francisco goes for it, makes the right call going for it, gets a touchdown, and then gets the extra point blocked. And so a field goal from Kansas City ties the ball game up at 16 apiece. That would have been a lot different because it's fourth quarter. They're first and 10 with 11 and a half minutes to play there in the fourth quarter. Does it change what they want to do when San Francisco's defense gets a stop there as they're facing fourth and goal from the San Francisco six? And Andy Reid, they, they took the points there. But, hey, you're down, down four, it's a little bit different. Because at that point, the clock had already gotten down to 545. Would they have gone for it? Do you still just take the field goal, go down one, try to play some defense? Like You never know because that wasn't you know the outcome because Jake Moody had the extra point block. But I thought it was just very, very interesting there. that um, and, and I saw one, one headline that was like, Kyle Shanahan defends coaching. Like What was wrong with it? I may, maybe I missed something. Uh, but I didn't really... I, I, was, I was fine with the way that I mean, I was I was fine with the game. I thought it was a lot of fun. Like, I, it's a good football game. Like, not every game has to be, you know, forty-two to six. You know, Shanahan said, "Quote: There's nothing different to say. I don't care how you lose when you lose Super Bowls, especially ones you think you can pull off. It hurts, but I think when you're in the NFL, I think every team should hurt except for one team in the end. We've gotten pretty damn close. Haven't pulled it off. We're just hurting right now. I'm, I'm good with it." I mean, you have a you had a double digit lead you couldn't hang on to, and you do, and and that's because I mean, what you got a pair of uh, special teams issues. Christian McCaffrey fumbled the football. Uh, you had the the other special teams issue, which was the the punt or the, the the recovery there on the punt. It's an unlucky bounce. That's an unlucky bounce. Like that, and that's that's the way that the lemon shaped ball bounces, right? I mean, it barely touches a guy's ankle. Next thing you know, you got a live football that changes some of the outcome of the game. You know, there's you, special teams got to be special. Say this stuff all the time, but I thought that it was. Uh, I thought CBS's production was really good. Um, not my favorite announcing team. Most people have heard me say that, and probably more than once. I just don't really enjoy it. Uh, there's, there. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Tony Romo. Don't, I don't really. I just don't like the way he calls a game. You know, to me, I listen to him. I'm like, you've you been drinking. What's going on over there? And I'm not, I'm not accusing of him. That's just what I hear, right? It's like, what? It just sound, it just sounds weird. Is my point. That's what I'm trying to get to. Uh, so not, not a, uh, not a big fan of that. But I thought the overall. Uh, the broadcast and production quality of it was incredible. Incredible. Uh, Vegas looked like they were having a uh, a lot of fun, you know, and and good for them. And, and you look at the Chiefs now, dynasty, right? Three titles in five years, like dynasty. 
This is this is the Mahomes Andy Reid era, and it's fitting that you know twenty years, as they said on the broadcast. You know, Jim Nance brought this up. Twenty years is a generation, and you have a you know you had twenty years since the last back to back Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Twenty years later, the next generation, the baton, if you will, the proverbial baton being passed to Patrick Mahomes is the best in the game. Man, it's a lot. Oh boy. Oh boy, that I got Freddie upset. Freddie's it Freddie's upset. Let's let it be clear. A B loves to keep receipts and take the Twitter. After the Rego INT. I forgot all about that, Rodrigo INT. He took to Twitter and tagged me. Took to Twitter after Moody hits. A B takes the Twitter to tag me. And San Francisco loses. Funny, I just said Rego and Walker were not starters. Moody missed big kicks in Cleveland. Thankfully, Holmes knew it. And Campbell and drafted Campbell and Branch and made them starters right away. They knew too. It's the era of receipts nowadays. Not facts at the moment. Have a wonderful day. Keep drafting quarterback till you get it right. Oh, Freddie, come on. That's not all. That that's not all for today. Stop it. Stop it. Look, I didn't have a problem with Moody until you were mad at him. And for what? Because he played at Michigan. Like that. That's the only thing I could come. Like they drafted a kicker. They drafted a kicker. I'm I, Me personally, not the kind of guy that's going to do it. Sebastian Janikowski, he was drafted early. Seabass was an early draft pick. Like Every once in a while, if there's a guy, I, I don't know. It's just something about it. Maybe we have to look at doing it. I don't know. It scares me. It scares me drafting a kicker early. We've seen it work out far too many times. I know how many times Tampa Bay drafted a kicker. That's all. And I wouldn't have brought it up if when Jake Moody missed a kick, at whatever point this year, Jake Moody misses a kick, and I'm immediately getting asked about it. Like, I, Jake Moody kicks for San Francisco. What do I care if he makes a kick or not? Doesn't matter to me. But now we, you know, now since that guy Brian said, you know, just had to make sure, just had to make sure, just career long for, for money, Moody. Just had to make sure you saw it. Just wanted to make sure you were watching. That's all. That's all. By the way, what are facts at the moment? I need to know what facts at the moment are. Do facts change? I mean, I guess it could change over time. Hypothetically, I could see that happening. You know, your your fact would, would change as new information and things became available. I could see that. Maybe that maybe that's what he meant. Not really, not really sure. Um they keep drafting quarterback. That's a that's a wild take. Uh, right there, first thing in the morning. I had I know a lot of people are griping about the game. Like I saw some commentary on Twitter. Um, the guys that I was watching the game with, like you know, they were they were not exactly pleased that it was a, such a low scoring affair. You know, did I want to see forty five thirty eight? Yes, yes, I did. Like that would have been awesome. But I feel like we kind of got the best of both worlds, right? We got a first half that was really you know both teams. Trying to figure out, I know that there's a lot of nerves. It's the Super Bowl. The entire, like, everything about the game is different. It is. It's just, it, it is not just another football game. The amount of effort that they put into that Super Bowl week leading up to it, um, you know, you got, then you got everybody's parents down on the field taking pictures and fans. And this, the whole thing is a circus. It, it absolutely is a circus. And it's, it's just different. And the, um, you know, what the players are asked to do throughout the week is different. The game itself, 
presentation, the longer halftime, like all of it. Everything is different. And so I understood, like, yeah, there's some nerves here. I get it. But at the same time, I felt really confident that, I mean, the Lions have already beaten the Chiefs. And they were up 17 points on the San Francisco 49ers. So at the point where I'm talking about, yeah, the Lions would be, I, I, I truly thought that they would have been able to move the ball in both of those defenses. And Mahomes in the run game I thought was pretty interesting. I, I, can you believe Brock Purdy? His over-under rushing yards was 12.5, and, and he finished with 12. Can you believe that? Can you believe it? I mean, they tried to get the run game going. Kansas City, but their best running option was Patrick Mahomes on the scramble. And then a couple of those design runs where he pulled it and just said, you know what? Nope, I got it. I'm going to do this. Everybody got out of the way. And he was like, literally put the team on his back. Travis Kelsey, one target, one catch, one yard in the first half. Nine targets, eight receptions, 92 yards in the second half. Uh, Justin Watson was good. Rushy Rice was good. Nicole Hardman, obviously, with the touchdown reception. And Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling, how about MVS? Had three catches for 20 yards and one of them being a touchdown. Like, that was that was great. Good for, uh, good for him. As for San Francisco, you know, they really, uh, you know, your, your leading rusher was Christian McCaffrey, obviously, 22 carries, 80 yards. And he was also your leading receiver. Eight catches for 80 yards. Brandon Ayuk, just three for 49. Debo Samuel, just three for 33. Uh, Jawan Jennings, four for 42. Like, you know, Brock Purdy really struggled in this ballgame. He really did. Like, he didn't, he didn't throw it great. Uh, you know, they just, it's kind of is what it is. He was only sacked one time, but thought the Kansas City did a pretty good job pressuring. And, you know, if you can bring four and get pressure with four, that's a complete game changer. Complete game changer. And so here we are with a uh, a Kansas City Chiefs winner, 25-22, to 22, and an official close to the 2023 NFL season. That's the hardest part. That's the hardest part, knowing that, uh, that it's all over now for months. We'll step aside. Hour 2 is next. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. The Food District is now open. There's something for everyone. From Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new Food District. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for my good friends from Urban U. Now, they are Michigan's most trusted med spa. Four locations across the state, one in Northville, three in the West Michigan area. And we have a huge giveaway from our friends at Urban U. Nicole told me about healthy skin as a mirror of a healthy body. Urban U Skin Health Giveaway will be one Glow 2 Facial Oxygen Hydration plus one Skin Vibe Treatment, the first and only injectable facial rejuvenation treatment 
designed to add hydration directly into the skin with results that last up to six months. Now, this prize would be for Valentine's Day for a couple. You can win it. Just be listening to The Huge Show for your cue to call and be lucky caller 14, and you'll qualify for that couple's package from Urban U. Four locations, one in Northville, three in West Michigan. For the one close to you, go to theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. Find Valentine's deals you'll love with One Stop at Meyer. From flowers to sweets, it's all in one place. Get a rose bouquet for $18.99. Choose a Valentine's Day card for someone special. Then get your favorite wine, candy, and chocolate. Or you can build your own bouquet. Pick the flowers, trim, arrange them, and enjoy. And don't forget to shop other quality products and deals across the store. There are so many ways to save this Valentine's Day when you make just one stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Good morning, everyone. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a good morning. Wake up to a brand new day. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Vietnam! Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Good Super Bowl Monday to you. It's the 12th day of February 2024. Can't believe it's all uh, come to an end. Welcome back here. Hour number two of X's and Bros coming at you right now. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21,000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 866 838 4843. That's 866 838 4843. We're on Twitter, XP Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Add a .com to that to find our website. XP Mornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And you can find us all individually on Twitter. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. Ben Glaze at the Ben Glaze. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. All right, what's going on in the world of sports? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. Huge news for a couple of our basketball teams over the weekend. Michigan State and Michigan both in action. We talked about that Michigan game in hour number one. We'll get to the Spartans game uh, coming up next here 
in our number two, but a, uh, a very, very different time for both of these programs. Michigan fell by 20 points on the road to Nebraska. 79-59 was your final score there. Not good, which was very interesting that that was the score because also on Saturday, Purdue had beat Indiana 79-59, so that's kind of just, just strange. Uh, Ohio State scored 79 points that day as well. Beating Maryland in double OT. Michigan State in 88-10 winner over number 10 Illinois. A massive win. Biggest win of the season for the Spartans yet. Uh, doing it at home. A.J. Hogard with 23 points. I know Ryan was probably wigging out uh, at that point, so we'll get into that game coming up next here. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings, 4-3 winners against the Vancouver Canucks in white. I mean, that was literally, I mean, down 3-1 to one of the best teams in the league to battle back and win that thing in a shootout. Uh, that that's a that's a turning point kind of game. That's what that is. That is coming out of the break swinging. Now you go on the road to a very good Edmonton team uh, tomorrow night at nine o'clock. The Red Wings, winners of three of their last four, twenty-seven games played. They have sixty points tied with Toronto. Uh, with sixty, Toronto does have a game in hand. Detroit sits in the second wild card spot in the Eastern Conference currently. Looking at Tampa Bay with sixty-one points, very reachable. And then you have Florida at seventy and Boston at seventy-three points uh, so far. So it looks like we're gonna have five teams out of the Atlantic if. If the playoffs started today, you'd get five Atlantic teams uh, into uh, the playoffs. That's how good that division has been. Uh, the Detroit Pistons were on the road. Detroit Basketball! As our Saturday sports extravaganza uh, continued, coming off of back-to-back wins for the first time since October, they fell on the road to the L.A. Clippers. That was actually a, a really good game for the Detroit Pistons. And just circle this right here. Some mile, some way, I think the Pistons might add 68 points in the paint or something like that. Something, a huge number, huge number of points in the paint. And the Detroit Pistons shot seven free throws in the ballgame. That's it. They were seven of seven. Uh, the new guys, Shake, Troy Brown Jr., Simone Fontecchio, who they're just calling tech on the internet because I guess it's, uh, it's easier to spell. Uh, new guys came in, and you can see exactly why they're there. Fontecchio, 8 of 19 from the field, 3 of 9 for 3, finished with 20 points and 9 rebounds. Jalen Duran had 10 and 18. Cade Cunningham on 50% shooting had 22 points, 6 rebounds, 10 assists. Jaden Ivey was 10 of 21 in the game for 23 points, 4 rebounds, couple of assists. Problem is way too many turnovers. 8 turnovers between Duran, uh, Cunningham, and Ivey. That's not great. Nassar Thompson, good for Asar. Playing 28 minutes, got to get him to 30. Right, let's just get, let's keep playing Asar Thompson more so that he can have another game where he goes 10 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. Like, the dude is a basketball player. Uh, but just the free throw discrepancy. Pistons were 7 of 7. The Clippers were 25 of 26. How does that even happen? Staying in the NBA, Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie has signed with the L.A. Lakers after clearing waivers, so that'll be a nice little addition uh, to L.A. Hornets guard Kyle Lowry agreed to a buyout. He's going to join his hometown, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, so I guess, okay. Um, you know, One of the things I don't really like about the uh, the NBA is when you, you trade for a guy and then they just get bought out right away. Like, And then they get just to you know, kind of pick and choose where they... Uh, where they want to go, it's not a not a huge not a huge fan of that. Uh, the 49ers, Dre Greenlaw, this was this was so sad. 
tore his Achilles trying to get onto the field. If you if you didn't see it, didn't look good. He took you know two steps and was gone. Like he was all excited to get out there, jumping up and down. Boom! They're sprinting onto the field, and he just he just went down and immediately grabbed his left leg. He was in tears. Uh, they had to cart him off the field. That was awful. Availability for week one uh, will be in question. The Super Bowl overtime delivers a big swing for the betting public. How about this? You know, late in the fourth quarter, everything was going the books way. And then the game went into overtime and you had the underdog Kansas City Chiefs rallying from behind. Remember, they were getting a point and a half. They won by three. Another Super Bowl MVP performance from Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs covered the spread. The game went over the total of 46 and a half. And both were good results for the public. And as was overtime, the odds of the game going into OT on ESPN bet were 11 to one. Multiple sports books had reported lopsided action on the game going into overtime. So good for the people. We'd like to see that. We'd like to see the people be a, be a winner. I hope somebody won some Super Bowl bets. Hopefully you bet with DraftKings and use that promo code huge. And you were able to get after it. Coach Andy Reid and tight end Travis Kelsey vowed to return to the Chiefs uh, next season. I mean, they kind of have to uh, at this point. You know, it was a... uh, The Chiefs had, you know, running back Isaiah Pacheco had fumbled. Kelsey bumped into Reid, was screaming in his face in the sideline before Jarek McKinnon came in and grabbed him. And, you know, I thought Coach Reid played it off great. I couldn't believe that that actually happened. Uh, Quote, he caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. He was really coming over. Wasn't really saying anything. Just put me in and I'll score. I'll score. So really, that was it. I love that. It's not the first time, and I appreciate him. The part I love is he plays. uh, He loves to play the game, and he wants to help his team win. It's not a selfish thing. That's not what it is. I understand that. As much as he bumps into me, I get after him, and we understand that. He just caught me off balance. Kelsey said afterwards, I didn't care about my catches. I just... Wanted to score to be different. Coach asked us to speak our minds, and I just want to let him know how much passion I had for this team. So he said, it was interesting. I was, you know, I was a little, would have been quite the storyline there had it not worked out, and he would have remained quiet, but he had a huge, huge second half. And good for Patrick Mahomes, I mentioned. Three-time now Super Bowl MVP, Patty Mahomes. And the last time a team won, Back-to-back Super Bowls 20 years ago. The proverbial passing of the torch generation to generation. Tom Brady was the last one to do it. Now it's Patrick Mahomes. It's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. That's the way that it all, it all shaked out. Or shook out, I should say, for Kansas City. As for San Francisco, they've got some soul searching to do. But we'll get into, uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We've got plenty more Super Bowl uh, talk to go. Michigan State had a monster win uh, over the weekend that could change the trajectory uh, of their, you know, are they just now heating up? Is it, or is it Izzo month yet? You know, January, February, Izzo? As they like to say, is that where we're at? So we'll get to, uh, we'll get into that, that basketball game with Ryan. Uh, coming up next year. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked. X's and bros on the Michigan Sports Network. 
Save big on fuel with them perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Ben Glaze, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us. Text the keyword Sports Radio. Send that to 21,000 Sports Radio to 21,000. Give us a dial on the Meyer Supercenter guest line, 866-838-4843. That's 866-838-HUGE, 866-838-4843. You can tweet us at XB Morning. Set us up on Facebook at X's and Bros. And, of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Uh, Ryan is on the line right now, and he's got to be feeling good after a massive win for the Michigan State Spartans being able to beat the Illinois Fighting Illini. Three-point lead at halftime, maintained. How about A.J. Hogard, your guy? Yeah, you responded. And, yeah, I mean, you know, the scary times a little bit. You're down eight with about eight minutes to go. And then you go on a, a huge, like, 24 to eight run to end the game. 
Big time. Big time. You had what? Four four of your five starters were in double figures outside of Mati Sissoko, who put up a donut on the board uh, in 10 minutes of play. But you get 22 from Hall, 23 from Hogard, 19 from Walker. Aikens finished with 10. Like, that's pretty good uh, dispersed scoring. And everybody that came in off the bench contributed as well. Yeah. Right response from Hogard and Hall. And Hall's had a, a pretty good year this year. Um, pretty consistent. Minnesota, I mean, I mean, you go one for six from free throws. It's like I said after they lost to Minnesota, like this isn't a coaching thing. It's, it's just make your damn free throws, and you win that game in Minnesota. And what did Hall and Hogard do? They made their free throws. A.J. Hogard responded to coaching. And Hogard, like, I, I know people make fun of him on Twitter because he's always – you know, has that weird energy when he scores a bucket and MSU's down six points. But A.J. Hogard needs to play with, like, that, you know, us-against-the-world mentality because if he doesn't have that energy, it's like he's sleepwalking through a game. Yeah, and for for Michigan State, I mean, you mentioned Malik Hall was 7-9 of nine from the stripe. Hogard was 12-13. of 13. Uh, they beat Illinois. Can we stop with all this crazy talk about replacing Tom Izzo that I've seen over the last you know week and a half? I, yeah, that's just impatient people. Twitter fingers. I mean, you know, if MSU doesn't win championship, which they haven't done in 24 years. Uh, it's a failure of a season. <laughs> which is all oh, they have. Don't, they, don't, they, they, they haven't won the Big Ten in 15 years. It's been, this is the fifth season. They won in 2019-2020, you know, going into COVID. What was the common denominator since then? A.J. Hogarth's been your lead point guard. The point guard at MSU dictates it all the seasons. It it's, is it's that it, simple. It is very strange to me. And it, at this point, if for whatever reason... Tom Izzo decided like, yeah, no, I am. I am done. It wouldn't be because of lack of success or that the pro it would be because he's tired of the landscape of college sports. That's what it would be. He would, he would walk in, in the fashion that like Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, like they, you know, these guys are just like, you know what? We've seen enough. This, this is, this is not what we signed up for. And if he will, and if he left because of that, like Nick Saban, uh, the same way you had Chip Kelly leave UCLA to go be an offensive coordinator at Ohio State, I, I think that's strictly because he's tired of all, he's tired of doing everything except for coaching his sport. So if Tom is always going to leave, I would blame it on the landscape, not anything about uh, the fact that, oh, this is a down year because they're 15 and nine. You want a down year? I'll show you a down year. Just scroll to the bottom of the Big Ten standings. That's where you can find a down year. 100%. That's the spoiled MSU fans. Like, we need to replace Izzo. It's like, hey, like, who are you going to get? That's always the first call when someone yells at, we Nail need to replace this person. Not ready yet. I, I saw your tweets about him. You know, he's a nice story. He's a candidate whenever that situation comes. Not ready for that yet. But again, yeah, say, oh, MSU's been down, you know, since 2020, since cash is left. They're above 500. They're getting in the tournament. Like you said, you want to see down? Look at Michigan. Yeah. Like, stop being a spoiled, bratty fan base. Yeah, that's um, when I when I saw that, I'm like, man, I I did not expect the 
You know what's really interesting, and somebody pointed this out to me, that the if you look at where Michigan State has been and how good Izzo was, like if you look at his last 70 games and then the 70 games before then and everything that has happened on that campus in between, like it's amazing that they've been able to kind of just, just hold on to where they've been, right? Because you got a lot of things, you got a lot of things working against you. You had the Mel Tucker thing. Uh, you're, you're, you had the Nasser thing a few years ago. You've been through how many presidents in the last five, six, seven years? You've had all this turnover. You had a uh, a horrific a uh, shooting, shooting at your school. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it, it has where, just by been... The way, a school shooting where your son, a member of the basketball team, was in that building. It's like, a lot. Just left by 10 minutes before. Like, yeah, the fact that somehow he's held this all together, like that's a lot to go through. It is a lot to go through, especially when you are the face of the university. Nobody knows who the president of Michigan State is. Nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the football facility is named after the guy. I mean, he's a living legend. He's bigger than the Spartan statue. You know what I mean? Like, he's an institution all by himself. And so when I saw that crazy talk, I'm like, no, you don't, you don't get rid of Tom Izzo. What? What is wrong with you? Like, he leaves when he's done, and when he's done, he's probably just tired of what's taking place here. The fact that you got to not only recruit the new guys, but they got to re-recruit your own, your own roster. And even looking through, like, oh, you have to re-recruit your own roster. Like, Tom Izzo's done a great job of keeping the people he wants on his roster it never seems it's a big distraction of like, oh, guys always flirting with the portal because he recruits guys that he knows can handle his coaching. It's like that's a prerequisite of coming to Michigan State is you're going to have to take a tongue lashing or a million if you want to survive as at Michigan State. Like this isn't for the soft-minded or the weak-minded. Like you come here, I'm going to coach you hard, and I expect you to play hard. If you don't want to do it, you're not getting an offer. Can we get more minutes for Carson Cooper? I hope so. I, the, the way the minutes were distributed uh, against Illinois, it's like, yeah, Mati Sissoko started. I showed up to my house, you know, 10 minutes after the game. And I get 210. I thought Carson Cooper started the game because it was like <laughs> less, it was like 18 minutes left in the, the first half, and Cooper was already in. So with Kohler feeling better, playing a little bit better, it's like hopefully it's Cooper, Kohler, and then Booker. But, you know, that's Tom Izzo's fun lie of all season of we're going to get Xavier Booker more minutes this game. Eventually, I'm sure it will It will happen. I just think I, I think Carson Cooper is I, – I just think he's he's too big to be on the bench. Like he really, he really is. Like his game is coming along, but you you look at the size of that guy. It's like you can't you, you can't teach six eleven. Like be, you know, that's just that's you know super superhuman. And that's why he got an offer from Michigan State. The guy was a zero star recruit at IMG Academy. Exactly, and it's like yeah, you can't teach six eleven. It's like you can teach a basketball and decent basketball player for being a zero star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, I would, uh, yeah, that's uh, exactly. And sometimes you gotta, you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to uh, get past all of that, 
nonsense that we see with all of these rankings all the time and just, you know, just go out there and play, right? Just go out there, work on your game and and play and let the chips fall where they may. But find a good fit for you. And I I mean, I'm a I'm kind of a Carpenter Carter Carson Cooper fan, so I would just like to see him, you know, get get more towards though that 30 at 30 minute range. I think that that's a that's a win for for Michigan State. We'll step aside. We'll be back with more X and Bros diving back into the Super Bowl next. What'd you make of the halftime? Let's get into it after the break. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC. You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with you, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. We appreciate you making us a part of your day each and every uh, weekday morning all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you. Share your thoughts. Text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000 or the Meyer Supercenter guest line 866-838-HUGE. That's 866-838-4843. 866-838-4843. Super Bowl halftime, 10 out of 10. Five stars. Uh, that was that was one of the better halftimes we've had in a in a while. That was sensational uh, from Usher and his entire cast of characters that he brought out as well. My oh my, Alicia Keys. She has not aged one bit. Let's get the USDA Scott who is on the line. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Hey, bud. Hey. Um, first, um, I agree with you on uh, on the Lions. Uh, we we could we we did score on both those teams. We can score on both those teams, and um, watching that makes the future look bright. That's a that's a great uh, that was a great football game though. Those uh, 
it's not wrong where they say, you know, <laughs> Colin Collard, I heard him say last week that if you have a great coach and a great quarterback and you control the, you control the line of scrimmage and you have a shutdown corner, you're going to win. You're going to win a lot of games. Well, that's like, what, uh, what's the commercial captain obvious? <laughs> but, but, that's like 90% um, of the ingredients you need to win a football game. If you field 11 guys <laughs> and you play hard for 60 minutes and you score more points than the other team. You're probably going to win some, you're going to probably win some games. <laughs> more than likely. Uh, but, uh, but I love Colin anyway. But anyhow, um, <clears throat> What a in my lifetime! What a what a uh, honor to watch and see. I mean, we went we went from we went from Montana to Brady, and now to Mahomes. If anybody, anybody, I will. <laughs> I don't care. I, if anybody in the next five years, I, if anybody wants to put anybody ahead of Patrick Mahomes, I can't see it. I just no, no. He's the he's the best quarterback in the league. I mean, he could have a bad year, and he's the best court. I I just do not care. That that young man just has everything. And what a what a wonderful, beautiful family up there on the stage afterwards. And um, I love seeing that too. And uh, but um, no, I, I am. I don't watch the halftime show very much, but um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Usher, so I watched some of that. <clears throat> Statements, no politics, just music, just entertainment. Wow. Thank you. That was wonderful. Um, then uh, I getting into some other things. Um, <clears throat> I, I had a lot of time to watch sports this weekend. <clears throat> I, I, Troy Weaver has saved his job. I, I think. Um, That's dangerous. I understand. I do understand. Um, there's a lot of mistakes, but his last four draft choices: Ivy, Duran, Sasser, and Thompson. They're hits. They're hits. Um, Monty. Still a question mark, but I'm, I'm I, I have hopes for him. Um, but uh, that what do they call him? Techie? Um, uh, Simone Fontecchio. Uh, for whatever reason, Fontecchio is too difficult to say. So they've been calling him Tech uh, for short, at least on the internet. I don't I don't know how he was referred to. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's Fontecchio. Um, I'll just call him, I'll just call him uh, I'll just call him a good player. Uh, he's 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 bogey, but he rebounds and defends. I watch and that's the first. I, I probably watched twenty twenty five minutes of that game, and that's the first. Uh, um, I, I I I the moves they that he that Weaver has made in the trade deadline. No, we didn't go out and get a superstar. We were not ready for a superstar. We don't want a superstar yet. Um, maybe in the off season they get they get a name, but um, I like the moves. I like the moves. So, and the Red Wings. And then I find out when I'm uh, watching a little bit of the duel in the D. Um, very athletic 
and and good netminder with uh, with Michigan State already signed with the with the, with the Red Wings. So we got we 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 got a we got a goaltender that is waiting in the wings. So and you know that's that's just some wonderful things happening in Detroit right now, and I think the Tigers have made that. They got so many pitchers. I don't even know who's going to make the team. Make <laughs> I do not. I, if you could, if you could guess and tell me the 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 five starters in the first the the the, the first the eighth and ninth man out of the pen right now, you'd uh, you you'd impress the hell out of me because <laughs> we got so many pitchers. I, I can't even. I can't even imagine what that. Well, a lot happens. of that's going to a lot of that's going to sort itself out in the spring. I think so. When do yeah. they report it? It's it's only a week or two away, isn't it? Yeah, but, first uh, first game is the twenty. I think the first game on MLB schedule is the twenty fourth. I think the Tigers' first game might be the twenty sixth. Off the top of my head. No, I'm just talking about when pitchers and catchers report. Isn't that, that that's coming up in a few weeks? Isn't it? Yeah, you know that and uh, that and truck day are like two of the most overblown things uh, in the world. In my in my opinion, like oh, pitchers and catchers report. Oh, it's truck day. Like it's truck day, February fourteenth, by the way. Uh, so a couple days before pitchers and catchers uh, yeah, report but, for their first workouts. Yeah, but brother, you got a lot of sixty and older people that love baseball still. <laughs> and, and that's they, totally uh, fine. But like, we how you get how are you getting excited over you know guys putting equipment in a truck? I, I don't know. Just, uh, just that, 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 that's the signal for, for them that the, they can turn the radio back on in the garage and enjoy the game. I, I have no idea, but well, um, you know, at least we got I, double I, D, right? We got Dan Dickerson, the God. Hey, um, I, I, I have no idea what they, what they've done the last several years with the announcing. Um, J- Jason uh, Jason Benetti's going to be your play-by-play uh, man on TV. Dan Dickerson, obviously doing the radio, and then Benetti is, I think, contractually obligated to like a hundred or a hundred and thirty-six games. But because of his uh, national commitments as well, uh, he will have he will have a little leeway, a little freedom to go do some of the some of the big national broadcasts throughout the course of the season. And then I believe uh, Dan Dickerson will slide over and cover the TV while Benetti is out, and then. Um, oh shoot! Who is our Who's our man from uh, from Erie? Got called up, and he's gonna he's gonna fill in for Double D on the radio. And um, and then just have somebody like Craig Monroe or somebody like that be the the sidekick. Uh, I don't know if they've uh, if they they if they've announced who all is going to be in the booth. Greg Gania, by the way, is uh, is going to slide over from Erie and fill in for those games in which uh, Dan Dickerson is sliding over and filling in for the TV play-by-play. And not to get too fruity today, but I, you know, I, I I was never a fan, or I you know, I, I, a fan, yes, her she's she's a superstar and she built herself and everything else like that, but um, I was never a big fan of the all the Taylor Swift attention. But you want to know something? To hear those two, they they mic them as as they were they were the embrace last night, and her to say, "I'm so proud of you," and "I love you," and all of those things that those two were saying to each other, 
it's not fake. It's not phony. Um, that kind of warmed my heart, actually. It was, it's not, it wasn't just for show or TV or ratings or whatever. Um, I saw a true embrace and, um, that's lovely. Wow, Scott turned into a Swifty. All it took was four quarters of football and a, and a Lombardi trophy. Look at look at look at you go, Scott. Appreciate the call this morning. Thank you, buddy. See ya. Adios. Uh, I don't know if I have the audio of them mic'd up. Let me try to see if uh, let me let me see if this one works here. You can kind of hear it, but it's not great. I mean, he's he's so so sweaty and smelly at that point. Um, that's that's that that is pretty good. I thought the halftime was a ten out of ten. Uh, I thought the halftime show was sensational. Um, the the music, the playlist, the the entire catalog. Like he tried to go through like all of them, uh, pretty pretty quick. And there is a. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, there, there's been a lot of halftime shows that have been clunkers. Not that one, of course. You know, the minute I tweet that, somebody's like, "Are you? What are you smoking?" It's like, well, obviously, you don't know his catalog, so it wouldn't matter to you. Um, but yeah, Usher has he is a he is a staple. That's an all time. You know, ever since you know eighty seven oh one. I I'm trying to think about when that uh, when that came out. We were trying to go through exactly. Like that came out in 01. So oh, I was right. I was right. I thought I thought it was like 2000, 2001. Um, but people are like, oh no. And so I was in sixth grade. I'm like, yeah, it's 2000. What do you mean? Like, think about it. If you're if you're if it's 2002 and you're 14 years old, how old are you in 2000? You're 12. You're a sixth grader. Like that's what. And so Usher had a. Um, he had a very, very large impact on, you know, a an entire group of literally an entire generation of people. So you had some of the folks that would have been a, a little bit older uh, than I was, that maybe would have been in high school, college, even some young adults at that time when Usher was coming out. Like, yeah, he made he makes great music, great music, and he does a sensational job performing. Uh, actually, my buddy who was uh, who was at the soiree that we were at last night, he had just seen Usher in Las Vegas. He was talking about, yeah, he was like, oh, they were out there roller skating and all this stuff. The next thing you know, here they come out there roller skating. I'm like, is this the Vegas show? He's like, well, it would make sense because, I mean, he's out there doing all these concerts. Like, why wouldn't you just reproduce uh, what you're going to do for uh you know what you're gonna do for the Super Bowl? You already have all your dancers. Like everything's already set. Like why would you? I'm like that's a really good point. Probably saved a ton of time on that. Uh, I don't even know Usher's music and thought it was great. That came from Ben. Ben, as in Ben Glaze. Yes. You don't know Usher's? I was wondering. I was like, yo, is he gonna play any Usher this uh this morning? Yeah, I know two songs by him, and I think it was Confessions. No, not even that one. Um, I think my way might have been like his first big hit. Yeah, eighty seven oh one. That was off that album. Yeah, and then the one with Lil John and Ludacris. That's that's the yeah, only yeah. I know. But yeah, I th- yeah, I thought he put on a heck of a show. So I was I was very pleased. And hey, Little John came out with uh, with Ludacris. Yeah, and the right? the roller skates. I, I that was that was that a looked, shock. But it that was looked fun. like an a- it looked like an ACL waiting to happen. 
<laughs> I was a little nervous about him trying to get right. down through the legs on the yeah. on, on the roller skates there, Ben. I was a little concerned <laughs> about that. Uh, but Alicia Keys, and then yeah. he brought out her. She was playing the uh, she was playing the guitar like it was a. I thought it was great. He had a they had a band out there. What marching band was that? Right, a full fledged band. Like it was it was great. It that was, was a lot of fun. And and then they had the how about the Paramount Plus commercial that was like right was that right right after the Super Bowl I or right after so. the halftime show was that yeah. not an awesome commercial Don't throw the kid yeah and that was that was a lot of fun <laughs> I I had seen it before so like so as soon as I. as soon as it started I was like oh you guys got to watch this it was great I saw it floated on the internet I'm like how have I never seen this like it's brand new I'm like this is this is a great commercial yeah. Outside of that, was there any uh, any of the ads that really stuck out to you? No, I think that was the biggest one. Um, my 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 family really liked the one with the Seahawks flying in, okay, or migrating or whatever it was. They liked that one with the football players. Yeah, the uh, the the washing feet commercial. I thought like immediately when it happened, somebody said, "What is going on here?" I'm like, Did "Jesus wash people's feet." It's like, "What does that have to do with this?" I'm like, "It's a, it's a commercial." Yeah, you know, commercial joint forces converter die, you pagans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other one that stuck out to me was the Michael Sarah one for Sarah the Yes, the, the moisturizer. Yes, exactly. Oh, Michael Sarah survey. Yeah, that was good. I'm trying to think about what else came to mind uh, that was that stuck out. And I was like, oh, you know, that's a that's a that's a pretty, pretty good commercial. And off the top of my head, man, I'm really, really drawn up. Like there were some long ones. Oh, what was up with all the oh, yeah. te- the Temu ads or Timu? What is yeah, that? Yeah, seriously, they paid a lot of money. They they had like three during overtime. It was crazy. My God, bonus round. Uh, and I it's like shop like a billionaire. Like, what is everything on their websites? Nine ninety nine. Like, right? What are you going to possibly order and have shipped in that isn't going to break in the shipping process? <laughs> like, what what in that wannabe Amazon is that? And then big businesses, I was trying to think like if there was any like sort of car commercial that stood out or anything of that nature. Uh, the Clydesdales, Bud Light brought out all the guns. They brought out everybody they could. They were like, we need Peyton Manning. Oh, I saw Mr. Yeah. T. You know, oh, yeah, the, yeah. The Mr. T commercial was interesting because Carl Weathers just passed. And if you think about how long, like what Rocky did for Mr. T in, in keeping on the, I don't know, that, that persona right with the mohawk and the chains and everything yeah. like that was pretty wild austin says uh the e-trade babies were the e-trade babies on last night yeah they did a, like a pickleball commercial oh pickleball yeah. more injuries than anything else right now is due to pickleball <laughs> uh he also says nate burleson said it best there's a man with a uh with a great woman around him hmm interesting Interesting. Yeah, like, look, I don't. Uh, good for them. I don't care. Doesn't bother me. Like they cut to her a whole bunch. I found it fascinating. Uh, I also thought the fact that she showed up with ice spice. I thought that that was fascinating. Like I can't wait to hear more of like what's going to take place uh, there. But outside of that, like I don't have any problem with you know Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, we watched the Nickelodeon broadcast. Ian says for the game last night, and it was wild. That's the only way to watch from now on. I heard SpongeBob was getting a little loose on the commentary uh, last night during the Nickelodeon broadcast. So, hey, look, uh, they do. It's a great partnership for the NFL, 
right? You, you slime them, and it's a great partnership because you have uh, SpongeBob and Patrick, and I think Noah Eagle maybe got the call, uh, the the play by play, Ian's kid, and so you you look at you know how do you get the next uh, generation you know interested, and you got to keep this thing afloat, right? You got to keep the youths in the game. I think the I haven't watched it. I've seen like obviously they kick a field goal and they slime like the net and all the you know the Nickelodeon slime drops in. I I don't even know what's on Nickelodeon right now, but I'm, I think it's a great idea, great work by uh, by the NFL. Good forward thinking there to really get that next market and get it get it brewing right. Create those fans early, six, seven, eight years old, because the game they could present on Nickelodeon is like oh my god, look how fun! Look at all the slime. The game that's happening out there in real life is grown men running for their lives. Like it's. It's a little bit drastic of a difference, but hey, smart on the NFL's part. Like, good for them, and good for Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift, and and good that we didn't have to see Jackson and Brittany Mahomes last night. I think that's a win for America. We'll step aside. Hour three is next. X's and Bros. Michigan Sports Network. Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top, Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the Sharp Dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and CC Tongue. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Leonard Skinner and CC Tongue. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Valentine's deals you'll love with One Stop at Meyer. From flowers to sweets, it's all in one place. Get a rose bouquet for $18.99. Choose a Valentine's Day card for someone special. Then get your favorite wine, candy, and chocolate. Or you can build your own bouquet. Pick the flowers, trim, arrange them, and enjoy. And don't forget to shop other quality products and deals across the store. There are so many ways to save this Valentine's Day when you make just one stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. 
You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Just had to do a little research there during the break. New England did make it four times in five years. Uh, they won three out of five. Tampa Bay, and that was 20, the 2015 Super Bowl uh, through the 2019 Super Bowl. Right? And then you had Kansas City taking over in 2020. Uh, winning it then, beating San Francisco 31-20. to They lose to Tampa Bay and Tom Brady 31-9 to in 2021. Then you have the Rams and the Bengals there in 2022, followed by Kansas City beating Philadelphia 38-35, and then Kansas City beating San Francisco last night 25-22. So quite, the, uh, quite an impressive showing there for Kansas City, winning three out of five. Being there four out of five years is even pretty uh, pretty impressive. Because that's where New England was at, was at with Tom Brady. Right? 2015, uh, they beat Seattle. 2016, they weren't in the game. 2017, they beat Atlanta. That was the big comeback. 2018, they fell to Philadelphia. 2019, they beat the Rams 13-10. What a run it was by the Patriots. And look, I mean, Patrick Mahomes now enters... Uh, he enters his Tom Brady slash uh, slash Michael Jordan era. That that is that that is where he is at now. Freddie is back on the line. Hopefully, this works this time. Good morning, Freddie. And think about that run. Cincinnati went into Kansas City and beat uh, Kansas City when they faced the Rams. Think about that. Otherwise, Kansas City would have faced the Rams, and uh, who knows? History might have been different. Stanford would still be sitting without a ring. You never know, right? Oh, Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. How about the anyway, Lions beat the Super Bowl champions? That's Now that's a story right there. Absolutely. Lions, the Lions would have been in that game yesterday. And I, you know, I'm going to be all over the place today because I like to be all over the place because I'm, I'm never allowed enough time on the phone. So, first of all, I will tell you, yesterday when I was watching Usher, I didn't know if that was Usher or Anthony Bellino. I mean, Anthony, you could have been up there doing that. That could have been you. That could have been me. I mean, honestly. That could have been that me. That could have been you. I mean, I, I pictured you up there on stage. Um, I mean, I mean, we are. Me and Alicia you know, Keys? Oh, man. Wa- oh, yeah. Kids are watching. And he's like all over Alicia Keys and all that. Like, my nine-year-old's watching this because, you know, Taylor Swift. And he's like all over. Alicia. I'm like, hello. And you guys are still complaining about uh um, Janet uh, Jackson. And- wait a minute. Wait a minute. So uh, hold on. Hold on. We were talking about this last night because Alicia Keys's husband is a is a producer by the uh-huh. name of Swiss Beats, and so she's playing the piano, and then she gets up, and they kind of have like this embrace. And I'm like, wait a minute. What do you yeah. think, Mister Beats? Mister Swiss Beats is saying right now. Oh, Usher. Uh, you might find Usher next to the Tupac. I'm telling you, it's all, they are in Vegas. So <laughs> it might just happen. You never know. I'm not reporting that as news, but uh, I mean, I'm like, we had to explain to my nine year old. Like, I'm like, hello. But uh, yeah, Alicia's, uh, she's filling out very well, very well. She fills out the piano very well. Um, so, Anthony, a couple things. 
you know, I'm an old man. I'm 53 years old. I'll be 54 in a couple weeks. You know, uh, the, the magical 54, Chris Spielman, 54, Lions are going to win the Super Bowl, 59. I mean, just think about it. It's, it's all it's all destiny. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, the Super Bowl was one week, not two weeks. I They got to stop this two-week debacle because the first half of these games, the last few years, have been a snooze fest. And there, it, it's like... It's like there. It's too much, too much anxiety for these guys. Too much prep. You know, it's just two weeks of waiting and family and this and that. It's just who are these guys? Just first of all, who are these guys in black uniforms running on the field yesterday? Every after every play, um, who were they? I've never seen that NFL game before in my life. They were wearing black jackets, and they're pretty much on third or fourth downs. They were running onto the field. Around the players, extra refs. Extra those, refs. Those guys. Players. Yeah, those guys. The guys in the black jackets with the black hats that are like always around the like the first down markers. Like those are your those are your extra officials. There's usually I don't know if it's one or two uh, on an NFL field on a regular game day, but there's more for the playoffs and more for the Super Bowl. Well, I've never seen them on the field. There was one in the middle of a scrum. After a third down play, I mean, he was literally in the middle. He had a bag. He had a bag over his shoulder, and he's in the middle of that scrum. I'm like, what is he doing on the field? I, I was, Whatever he wants, anyway. getting a little TV time. They they had they had streakers last night too. But Tony Romo, once yeah. again, he was talking about the gambling thing. I was like, that's a little weird. And then he's like, yeah, we had some streakers on the field, but we can't talk about that. And I'm like, that's going a little rogue here, Tony. Yeah, Tony, I, I, I don't, I, you know, this year just kept Phil Sims. Phil Sims was fine. But um, anyways, you know, it's just, the, it just the first half of these games have just become snooze fast. I think the two weeks has become too much. And and uh, good for Kansas City. I mean, it was it was a good game overall. Um, you know, I think they both coached incredible. The thing about Kyle Shanahan well, it reminds me of Kyle, what kind of thing that sticks out with Kyle Shanahan. He was Andy Reid when Andy Reid was in Philly. Philly kept getting to the NFC Championship game. He got to a couple Super Bowls, and he lost to the Patriots, right? And he couldn't get him over the top. And then when finally when he got to Kansas City, he got him over the top, and now he's building a dynasty. So I um, I think they both, both coached greats. I think it was uh, overall the second half was really good. Um, and uh, the best team won. I mean, it was the best player in the planet. It took over the game, and uh, – Showed you why he's the best player on the planet. I and the last thing for me is, I want to put this Dan Campbell stuff to rest. I'm done with it. I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, this isn't about Dan Campbell. This isn't about him going or not going for it on fourth downs. This the situation with the last playoff game for me. We all love Dan Campbell. Most won't criticize him because they're scared to. And you know you can't criticize anyone anymore because you're they're scared or whatever. It doesn't mean you you, you dislike them or or they're wrong or they're right. It's just what bothers me about this whole situation. I keep hearing we don't have a kicker. That's 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 complete false. That's complete BS. We do have a kicker. He kicked a fifty-four yarder in a big game, and he nailed it. Just like those two guys nailed those field goals yesterday. He wasn't given a chance. And I think too many. I don't like the people bashing Michael Badgley. He doesn't deserve it because he wasn't given a chance. I don't think that's fair. I think I think it's. I just don't think it's fair. And that's kind of all I got to say. And. Um, Ab, I'm telling you, you could have been usher yesterday. I, I swear that that would they put your white shoes on. That would have been you. Yesterday. Hey, question yeah. for you, real quick. Do you, do you like Kyle Shanahan? 
You know, I like him, but you know, he doesn't have any passion to me. He doesn't have any. He doesn't have any. He just sits there like a mute. Do you, do you ever see him move his lips? I've never seen him move his lips. I, I've never. He doesn't do anything for me. Chew some gum. That way, I see that your lips are moving a little bit. You know, I, I, honestly, his dad was more demonst- Was more. His dad was more. Uh, I don't know the word I want to use. Demonstrative. He was more. Uh, Demonstrative. Yeah, there you go. He a lot more. Kyle Shanahan does. He he's like a he's like a stale piece of bread. And um, good coach. I think he coached the game perfectly yesterday. These guys kicked the field goals when they were supposed to kick their field goals. They did a good job. And um, Nick Bosa, I'm telling you, uh, Aiden Hutchinson. There's some film to watch right there. That guy. That guy is a beast. And you could be just like him. Just watch that film. I think it'd be incredible. So Anthony. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. And uh, you cut those sirloins. You keep killing them, my friend. We will. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. What do you mean? Hey, have a good week like you're signing off. By the way, um, I've got I got something here from Kyle Shanahan that is, I mean, coaching malpractice. We didn't talk about it. And I guess maybe maybe I'm naive to believe that I, I thought that this was all understood, like because I thought this was talked a lot about during the course of the regular season. Maybe I'm maybe I'm confused there, but I don't. I mean, we didn't talk about it. I know we I, and we might have when they first uh, when the when the news first came out, we might have mentioned like, hey, by the way. But then after that, you just assume everybody knows what's going on. Apparently, the Niners didn't. We'll tell you what that was next year. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. The Freddie the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddythepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddythepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org.
miss any of today's show? Find our podcast and listen on demand on Google, Apple, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Now, back to X's and Bros with Anthony Bellino here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. You know, I want to go back to uh, something that USDA Scott had called in earlier and said about Taylor Swift. And there is a moment in the game to Diana Rossini tweet. And uh, Travis Kelsey sees Taylor Swift for the first time. What happens is, is Kelsey's making his way over and Taylor Swift backs up. And she backs up. And, you know, gives that moment to his mom first. Hmm. Uh, She's playing all the right cards. Playing all the right. That kind of stuff goes along. You know, how many times we have to see? Because she knows. She she gets it. She gets it. Like, that's she's not. I mean, they're, they're showing her on TV. Like, that's fine. I don't like her music. I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. But you know, from a learning lesson standpoint, she gets it. She's not out there loud and obnoxious, Brittany Mahomes, right? That's the that's the perfect that's the perfect clear cut comparison. Me, 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 out in front. I need interviews. I need this. I need that. No, she is who she is. She knows that. She's aware. But like, allow, you know, give that space for those two to have their moment. Uh, really, really, you know what? Here. Good on Taylor Swift. Understanding. Read the room. Self-awareness. Good to have. Now, other things you should be aware of. It would be good to know. This just coming out from the post-game interviews. The Chiefs' overtime plan had worked out exactly how they had hoped, and it wasn't by accident. Justin Reed told The Ringer that the Chiefs had had first discussed the new overtime rules as far back as training camp. Chris Jones told me players were prepared for what to expect if the Super Bowl went into overtime. We talked through this for two weeks, Jones said. How we were going to give the ball to the opponent if they scored. We were going for two at the end of the game. We rehearsed it. The 49ers, on the other hand, how about this miss from Kyle Shanahan? Multiple San Francisco players said after the game that they were unaware of the overtime rules that are different in the playoffs than they are in the regular season and that strategy discussions over how to handle the overtime period did not occur as a team. Eric Armstead, their D lineman, said he learned of the details of the postseason rule when it was shown on the Jumbotron during a TV timeout after regulation. Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback, said he assumed the 49ers asked to receive when they won the toss because that's what you would do in the regular season when a touchdown wins the game. Quote, I guess that's not the case. I don't really know the strategy. No way. You remember when this when this came out and they were like, oh, the playoffs are going to be different. And it's like, oh, okay. like So the playoffs, you're going to get what other people around wanted to change for overtime. And what other people wanted to change for overtime is they wanted both teams to possess the ball. They didn't want sudden death, first score wins, because then it rides too much on the coin flip. Okay. All right. I guess. So what they did was they said, 
what we're going to do is we're going to make this the best overtime ever. We're going to put 15 minutes on the clock, which it's down now in the regular season. We're going to put time on the clock. We're going to kick it off just like a regular game. And if the first team scores a touchdown, this thing is over. However, if the defense can hold them to a field goal, we're going to give that team a chance to rebuttal. Brilliant. Now, some people want to argue with me all the time over NFL overtime. I think NFL overtime is perfect the way that it is. I don't even think you need to have both teams possess the ball first. And I stand by that. Like, if if the rules were the old rules, and San Francisco, it's a regular season rule. San Francisco gets the ball first. And let's say they march down the field to score. Boom, that's it. I don't need Kansas City to touch the ball. Like, I don't need college overtime. I think college football overtime is the dumbest thing that has maybe ever been conceptualized for an extra period. College football overtime, we give the team the ball at the 25-yard line. Like, what is that? When do you ever start? It's a shootout. It's skipping skipping overtime and going right to a shootout. And then you're actually using those statistics. So if I have a regular season game that goes eight overtimes and I throw eight touchdown passes, I have like 12 touchdown passes in one game. And that's a record because they count that because you didn't have to go the length of the field. Like that's, that's not football. Like you'll start at the 25, maybe your own after a touchback. That's craziness. What's the matter with you? Like what's going on here? That's ridiculous. Like you absolutely, absolutely. That it's fine. Like, professional overtime is the way my, my buddy Bump has called me. He knows I'm on the radio. He's probably listening right now. What the hell is he calling me for? Um, you have this overtime now where they're like for the playoffs, Super Bowl, no matter what happens first, the other team is going to score. What they didn't explain to what is what happens next. So let's say San Francisco scored a touchdown, kicks the extra point, and, go, and makes it. If Kansas City comes down, scores a touchdown, kicks the extra point, and makes it. Then what happens? Is it sudden death then? Or if the other team has to kick a field goal? Like, they didn't do a great job of explaining if San Francisco got the ball back then, they both scored a touchdown, they kick a field goal. Is it over? Does Kansas City get a chance to rebuttal now? Like that, they just kind of left like, oh, see when we get there. But the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs are talking about, yes, we talked about this in training camp. We knew the rules are different in the playoffs. They, they plan on being there. And then we like we rehearse this for two weeks exactly. We give them the ball. If they score, we're going for two. I love that. Have a game plan. This is what we're doing. Sock it to me. Don't even give them a chance. Don't even kick it and give them a chance to get a field goal. Like just we're going for two and that's it. But get the ball. You guys don't know what's going on. That's a little suspect there. It's a little, you, I mean, you always, like, you, I always want the other team to take the ball first. You know, there are times throughout the course of the season where I wanted the Lions to have the ball first. I did. I was like, let's get the ball first. Let's go down and score. Let's set the tone, right? Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But really, and I thought Romo did a good job on the broadcast last night of, of explaining this. Because you get the extra down. 
And what he meant by that was Kansas City faced a third and one, and Pacheco got stuffed for no gain. So fourth and one from the Kansas City 34. If Kansas City got the ball first, are they going to go for it? Or are you going to punt it, try to play field position, get a stop? Interesting. Because at that point, you know, you've already touched the ball. Like, the other team come down and kick a field goal, it's over. So are you going to go for it there on your own 34? If you miss it, the game is absolutely over. So, but because San Francisco has the ball first, you know what you have to do. You knew that on third and one, you were, you were two downs. Like, you have to go for it. You don't have a choice. You punt and you lose. And that's that extra down Tony was talking about. But the fact that San Francisco doesn't know that the rules are different, like not everybody's aware that the rules are different there, that is a huge, huge miss. Huge miss. You got to have your guys, they, they got to know. They have to know. You know, that is, you have all these days of practice, you go through all these different situations, and you practice these religiously. Time and score, where are we at? Who's got the ball? What's our game plan? And it's one of those things that when you start coaching, you forget about situational stuff, right? Because you just assume everybody knows what you know, right? And so you get in a position where it's like, yeah, okay, here's the deal. Who, who's got how many fouls, right? Basketball. That's what I coach. It's easier, easier to go to that. Who's got how many fouls? Who's going to foul, right? Who are we putting on the free throw line? Like, are we thinking of these things? Okay. If he, if he misses, if he misses the second one, rebound timeout immediately. Are we pushing the ball time? You have to go through and you have to literally, you have to teach, but you have to teach the, the concept of it. Right? We have to teach the concept of why are we fouling here? We're fouling here so it stops the clock. And yes, we have to give them two shots, but we're down. We have this much time. This is what we need to do. You have to explain all of that. All of it. In your first year, you're not even thinking about situational stuff. You're just like, please don't dribble the ball off your foot. Right? But as they get older, you know, down three, under 30 seconds. You know what I mean? You start going through all of these different things, down one, up one, up two, down four. Like, what has to happen? Like, it's it's a lot. But these guys, like, this is your job. You, you're professionals. You have to know this. Like, Kyle Shanahan, I, I saw that this morning come out from the post-game interviews that they didn't know. And like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? Kyle Shanahan saying that they elected to take the ball in overtime so he'd be assured the ball should the game have been tied after two possessions. By that point, it would have been sudden death. I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess. But, I mean, then you, then you got to be playing for the touchdown, right? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a big, that's a, that's a lot going on there. It's a lot to process. Because you go to... You go to sudden death after the two possessions, right? But they didn't explain that on the on the broadcast. Like they, and the ref came out and he was like, "Oh, we're both gonna possess it." Right? They take the ball. Okay, we're gonna go down and score, right? Kansas City, like, 
if you score the touchdown and you know, and we don't know at the time that Kansas City has a plan in place to already go for two, but if you score the touchdown, you take the extra point, they could still beat you. They, I mean, you still got to get a stop. Right? Because at that point, like, would you want to play for a sudden death overtime when you know you have to kick the ball off to him or you have to go for two? I think, I, I think Andy Reid and the Chiefs were right. Like, we're going to score, we're going to go for two. You got a big fourth down conversion there. Like, had to have a good play call. That was a that was a great, great play call there. That was the one where uh, Mahomes, they did like a, a read option. Mahomes pulled it, went right tackle, big gain. And it was kind of like the, you know, Patrick Mahomes little takeover there. Like, at that point, he was, you know, he was going to do some things on his own, and that was going to be that. Confessions Part Three coming soon. That must be from uh, that must be from Ryan. Confessions Part Three. I like college OT format, but would like to see the ball start at the fifty, so there isn't a gimme field goal. I don't like the college format at all. I I think you disband it immediately. I think you kick that sucker off, and you do exactly what the NFL does. If you have to settle for a field goal, the other team can rebuttal. You score a touchdown, this thing's over. I I hate the idea of just placing the ball and everybody gets a turn. Like that's get a stop. Like, football is offense, defense, special teams. Sorry your team didn't get the ball first. Make a play, right? Get a turnover, boom, there's your game. College football overtime is like old MLS penalties, run-ups. Both are an absolute joke. Yeah, it's, 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 just, it's like skipping overtime going into a shootout. That's what college football is. It's like going into a shootout. I'd love your opinion. Which loss is harder on a fan base? The Lions lost to San Francisco and the way that that happened and when it happened, or the San Francisco loss to the Chiefs, and the way that that happened, and when it happened. Homer and PA. Uh, I think that San Francisco's loss is worse. One, because they were just there, right? And so now they've lost consecutive like Super Bowl appearances. That's tough. Two, it's the Super Bowl. Like, we lost the NFC Championship, and sure, we squandered a big lead, but San Francisco was only up 10-3 to at, at halftime. Like, that, a seven-point lead against Patrick Mahomes, that, that wasn't going to be enough. That was not going to be enough. Uh, so for me, I think that the San Francisco loss is tougher. Plus, we we just we just were three thirteen and one, and then nine and eight. Like we're just getting started here. Like San Francisco's already in; they're already in the fold. Like they're in the they're in the mix. They were a title contender by most accounts going into the season. The Detroit Lions were a fun story that turned into a real story, right? They were a fun story that became like, wait a minute now, this team is, they're not just a good story, but they're good too. Like they have both. And shocking some people. Next year, it'll be different. Next year for the Lions, if if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, what if the Lions do make it to the Super Bowl next year? What if they do and they don't win it? Then what happens? Have we, have we thought about that? I mean, I don't even know how we're going to react to the first loss of a regular season game. I mean, it'll be just like it was this year. This coach doesn't know what he's doing. That guy stinks. Fire that guy. Bench this dude. Cut that guy. You know, every time you lose, the world is ending. But there's a reason nobody can have a perfect season. And the last time it was done was in the 70s. Because that's just, uh, yeah, winning NFL football games is tough. And I think really, Chris Jones's impact defensively, I mean, when you look at how you, like, you have to be able to get to the quarterback. And I think they've done a really good job of drafting in some areas that they absolutely needed, getting some great, great talented guys, took some swings on some other guys like Aline McNeil, 
dinged up? Can he, can he have this kind of season? Can they add something there to the D-line? Because when you can get to the quarterback with four, you change the complexion of the game. It, it, that, that Really, that is, I don't have to send anybody else. My four defensive linemen are going to cause enough trouble. Like It felt like Kansas City was, like they were forcing Brock Purdy to get up in that pocket and move around. And guys made plays. Like Purdy's throw to, to Debo Samuel was great. I mean, it was just, it was just incredibly defended. Incredibly defended. I mean, and San Francisco was 3 of 12 last night on third down. Like, that was the key. You know, Kansas City got off the field. Like, that's what it was. They got off the field. When it mattered most, their defense stood up. You know, a 25-22 game. I thought it was going to be the under. I, I saw 47.5. I saw uh, now 46.5 I'm seeing this morning. So, it was right there. Good call on Vegas's part. I would like to see a little bit more of a high-scoring game. I think Freddie raised a really good point, though, about the Pro Bowl week, right? Because you want to – I see what the NFL does because by moving the Pro Bowl up prior to the Super Bowl, it almost forces us to do it, right? We're going to do that Pro Bowl, whether we're going to watch it, uh, we're going to follow along on social media, the NFL honors. Like, all this stuff kind of culminates, right? And it leads into – the Super Bowl. Plus, it gives the players the built-in bye week. You give teams two weeks to prepare. Is that a lot of nonsense in between? You gotta have Super Bowl week. So if your last game is on the Sunday, like the way that this thing has blown up in popularity and in scale, I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. I mean, I would like to see them. Uh, I think we'd be better I think a lot of that first half rust would be gone. But at the same time, like, you know, to move the Pro Bowl back after the Super Bowl, we can kind of check out from it from a from a fan standpoint, right? We can be done. You know, if the Super Bowl was played last uh, two weeks ago and the Pro Bowl was played yesterday, we'd already we would have already moved on. As a fan, as a fan base of football, so I, I understand why they do it. I, I I agree with Freddie though. I think that you know this the, these first halves have been a little bit rough. Teams trying to get their their sea legs under them, and they're nervous. It's the biggest game of their lives. So hey, we'll be back with plenty more to go tomorrow, same time, same place, right here on X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Escape the chills and chase thrills this February with a winter escape giveaway. Every Saturday, play for the chance to win a share of $128,000 in premium play and prizes from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., two lucky Access Club members will escape the winter blues with a $10,000 travel voucher. It's the winter escape giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. 
Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Find Valentine's deals you'll love with One Stop at Meyer. From flowers to sweets, it's all in one place. Get a rose bouquet for $18.99. Choose a Valentine's Day card for someone special. Then get your favorite wine, candy, and chocolate. Or you can build your own bouquet. Pick the flowers, trim, arrange them, and enjoy. And don't forget to shop other quality products and deals across the store. There are so many ways to save this Valentine's Day when you make just one stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here. AB's doing a heck of a job, and I'm ready to drop some huge opinions about what he's talking about later today at 3 on the Michigan Sports Network.